last week we were talking all about launching and I thought we would expand that this week and jump in with four tips and four events that you can use to launch your online course and let's get to it. I can't wait to share these ideas with you so you can use them on the next time you launch your course. Let's go. Welcome to the Course Creators HQ Podcast, helping you navigate the latest techniques for creating and marketing online courses. And now, here is your host, Julie Hood. So before I share all these secrets with you, I first wanted to tell you about our Launch Like a Pro program that's starting on March the 2nd of 2024. I really hope you'll jump in with me. I pulled this together quickly because I thought, you know what? I think we could do this and do this really well to help you launch better when you have everything laid out. You know what you need to do when and you've got the dates all in place. Plus to help you with your emails. That's the most essential part of your launch is getting enough emails and the right kind of emails sent out to your folks. So we are going to map those all out and you'll get my one-on-one help. Plus I have these cool little templates, kind of like Mad Libs if you ever did those where you fill in the blanks and then it creates your email for you and they're really interesting templates that you use. The last time I used these, the students were so excited because they weren't just boring fill in the blank. They were really interesting stories that you would share with your audience. So if you're interested, please go to coursecreatorshq.com slash launch like a pro. There's an option for me to completely do it for you, or you've got a couple options to jump in full pay or get started on the first payment of $177. So would love to have you. Okay. Some launch secrets, and I actually sourced part of this from my friends on Threads. I and you could do something similar to this. I made a post where I was asking about what works well when you launch, and I want to give shout outs to some folks who responded to me and some of the things that they did. So Jana, oh, she's my favorite teacher for content and Pinterest. And she said that for her launches, sending lots of detailed emails that answer every question people have. So lots of emails, like I said. (laughs) Uh, The second one was from Kathleen and she said, I would say doing lives and Facebook groups. It builds a sense of belonging and personal connection. People seem to love groups. So I love the idea of how can you connect with your potential students in new ways. So that should be part of your launch is figuring out those connections and those ways that you're going to build that relationship. Okay, Joanne Crowell also liked going live on Facebook. And then she said sending emails every day during the launch, giving people the option to opt out of the promotion. So that's a bit savvier. And let me explain what I mean here and what she's talking about. When you send out, let's say you are going to do 10 or 15 emails about your promotion. There may be people that just know that they are not interested in that topic They've already studied it or they're they're not wanting to buy anything right now. So when that happens, 
you give them an option at the bottom of your email that says, hey, if you want to opt out from these emails about my program, click here and I won't send you any more messages. And it keeps you from getting a lot of unsubscribes. It gives people a way to not have to get the messages that they're not interested in. You then keep them as a subscriber. They just opt out of this particular promotion. And then you need to make sure when you're sending out those emails, you exclude those people that have clicked on that link. Usually your tool will somehow let you tag them or mark them as someone that you wanna leave out. So definitely include that. Great idea, Joanne, thank you. And then the last one I wanted to, uh, to share was from Leanne at authentic.vision.media. And she said she is inviting people I already know who I think will be a perfect fit with a personalized email. So I thought that was such a good idea. And I've done that a little bit in the past too. So inviting people personally, when you're just getting started, when you've got a little more time to work on this kind of thing, sending individual emails can be a really great idea. And I remember one of my launches, I actually bought a wipe off board, like a handheld one. And I would write on there, hi, Victoria. And then I'd hold it up and I do a quick video message for them and send personalized video messages. So that also helped to build those connections and really uh, give kind of a personalized attention to the folks who were potentially interested. So a big shout out and thank you to the folks who helped with those postings. Uh, Jana, Kathleen, Joanne, and Leanne. <laughs> thank you. I'll link to the threads post in the show notes in case you want to go follow them. Obviously, they have some great ideas, so make sure you're connecting with them. So, okay, those are some initial tips as you're thinking about your launch. Let me also give you another piece that I think could be super helpful. And that is building your launch around an event that you're going to have. And there's a couple different ways you can use this. So I shared four, there's more, but I shared four when I talked about it this week. So I'll give you these four and kind of some of the pros and the cons of them. The first one is to do a Zoom live, Zoom party kind of concept. So let me explain what I mean by this. Uh, my good friend, Wendy Breakstone, does these once a month. She helps people host what she has trademarked as a micro audio summit. And because of that, her people are looking for guests to be on their micro audio summit. So she hosts these Zoom parties where she will have different people talk about what they need, what kind of guests they're looking for, the events that they have coming up, so that then um, they can make good connections. So it's a great way for her to have a fairly simple way to get going, you know, with Zoom calls to get people um, in the group. And then her audience also gets a win because they are able to connect with really interesting people. So that's kind of doing some kind of Zoom party, Zoom uh, event. Another person who does this is Adam Shibley of the Podcasting Business School. He also has his Pod Pals parties. <laughs> so I'll link to both of those so you can find out more about what they're doing and get connected to them. 
The second one, after doing some kind of Zoom event, is to do, and this one is actually my favorite, and I think it's really good for course creators, and this is to host some kind of master class. So this is where you are doing some teaching, not your whole program, not all of your secrets, but do a little bit of teaching so that people can hear and see what it's like to work with you. They get to find out how you teach and if they like your style and the way that you work with folks. So consider a masterclass because that can be one piece of your launch and you can fit that in towards the time when things are opening so you're able to connect with potential students. They're gonna raise their hand and jump into the masterclass and then continue with you. So just as an example, I did that this week. I had a masterclass on seven secrets to live launching and then introduce them to our uh, Launch Like a Pro program. So it was a good fit with the audience and what I was talking about. So consider a masterclass, that's event number two. Event number three is to do a challenge. And every so often I host my topic and title challenge and then people can jump into the full 24 hour course creator program. And the goal of that is to figure out what your topic and your title should be. And then we um, work together all week. There's a Facebook group. There's a lot of moving pieces. That's the one part that makes a challenge a challenge for the host is there's a lot of parts and movements to it. So this isn't something I would do on my very first launch. Do masterclass first. But if you're to the place maybe where you have some help, you have a VA or you've you've gotten to a place where you can put in the effort around doing a challenge, I do think it's a good way to build up your audience and get connected with them. So you do the challenge. Now there's one super, super important secret to using a challenge and that is what you're teaching in the challenge needs to be either a pre-step or like the very first step so that then they continue with you and jump right into your course. So for example, when I help people figure out what their topic and their title is gonna be, then the very next step is, hey, you got this momentum going, you got your course going, let's jump in and finish getting that course together. Come join me and jump into the course. So when you're putting a challenge together, think about that very strategically and make sure that step is early in the process. Don't teach your course and your challenge because then they get what they need and they don't need to actually buy, but teach an early step. Okay, and then event number four to think about is a summit, and this is also one of those kind of a lot of pieces. The good news is on a summit, you can record them all ahead of time, have everything ready. It's not like you're having to do it live. Uh, and the link that I'm putting in the show notes will tell you about Wendy's micro audio summits, because what's great about that is you don't have to worry about the whole video and making everything look incredible. You do them as private podcast audios. So definitely check out that if you, especially if you're already doing some kind of audio recordings and you've done some audio stuff before, if you've done some guests where you've hosted and you know how to deal with all the files or you have team members who can help you with all of that, that is also an option. And a big bonus on that one is that you get to have 
people bring their audiences. So the speakers on your summit will bring their audiences. That's part of the agreement that you set with them is they will mention the summit and encourage their audiences to sign up. So it's a way for you to get in front of more of your perfect students for the folks who sign up for the summit. So <clears throat> let me recap those four ideas for you. The first one is to host some kind of Zoom live party event. <laughs> the second one is to teach a masterclass. The third one is to consider using a challenge. And then the fourth one is to do some kind of summit, audio video summit where you're pulling in people. So I hope this gives you some brainstorming ideas for your next launch. You definitely wanna get started on planning it all out ahead of time. And that's part of the reason why in a launch like a pro, we are using my actual templates that I have for launching. So when you're doing a more complex launch, that's gonna cover a longer period of time, got lots of emails going now, you're building your audience, you're doing an event, you've got maybe even affiliates working with you. There's a lot to it. And so rather than starting from scratch on the, either the emails or from the plan, I hope you'll come join me for a launch like a pro. And we're going to get started on March the 2nd of 2024. So come join us, coursecreatorshq.com slash launch like a pro. And I hope you enjoyed this episode, gave you a few ideas of how you can improve your next launch and sell more courses and get in front of more of your perfect students because we need you. We need you desperately. So thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you listening and following and subscribing and giving us those five-star reviews. I so appreciate it. Uh, you are the best listeners on the planet and thank you for listening and joining us for the Course Creators HQ podcast. See you next week. I can't wait to hear about your uh, next launch or maybe even I'll get to see you on Saturday. Take care. 